Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Volume. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets. Live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. This is Prime Cuts, best of the Colin Coward podcast. What a great week. RG3 reacted to the AFC and NFC championship games. He was great. Mike Silver discussed the bombshell Brian Flores lawsuit. And how good is Dave Wonstadt talking about the Bears' new coach, talking about the Dolphins' mess? What would he do if he was asked the tank games? But first, my top takes of the week. Tom Brady, after 22 seasons, is retiring, first broken by Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington. Um, I had said... On more than one occasion this week, uh, it was the first time I believe Tom had a greater than 50% chance to retire. Uh, He seemed almost satisfied with the way the season ended. Um, Two things that really jumped out to me, how unprepared the Buccaneers looked in their loss to the Rams, completely unprepared in the first half. It was a meltdown. Um, and the second thing that jumps out to me, um, the Patriots often lost, lost playoff games. Belichick was never unprepared. This has been the knock on Bruce Arians. He runs a very loose ship. It's not tight. Um, it's outspoken. It's edgy. It's big play. Tom is Mr. Efficiency. So you can lose, but Tom's team looked absolutely outclassed, outsmarted, and outmaneuvered. Um, that's something I noticed. Previously to that, I had said multiple times that Tom kept giving us little hints when he was leaving New England, right? Well, he gave us little hints post-Thanksgiving with Tampa. He was frustrated, a lack of focus. Uh, people just need to do their jobs. Um, he was giving us hints throughout the course of this season that uh, it wasn't a tight ship. And this is something important to remember. Um, Tom's a creature of habit. Tom loves structure. And Bill Belichick has created the finest structure, Lombardi-esque, Bill Walsh-esque, just longer than anybody in league history. New England wasn't always the best drafting team. They, was, they weren't always the most physical team. They weren't always the fastest or more, most gifted team. They had the best structure. They had the best system. Tom loves that. TB12 is a system. It's about structure. His clothing line. Um, that's what Tom, he really met somebody that saw the world like he did. 
efficiency, details, outwork, head down, Belichick and Brady. Um, and I think when he went to Tampa, he wanted more control. Uh, he wanted up more dynamic weapons. He wanted more of a say. And he got that. But he he realized uh, with Bruce Arians, um, there's there's some give and take here. Um, you know, I think we all know when I say certain coaches, we know Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin heavy on the emotion. Not always great on in-game details. Um, we know that Belichick, Belichick, great on structure, not always good drafting weapons to elevate the quarterback. Um, we know Bruce Arians, big play offense. Uh, you know, what do, they, what do they say? Risk it or no biscuit. Um, Tom got frustrated with that last year. He was frustrated with that last year. And there was that buy and then this melting, this convergence of their offensive belief systems. And Tom won out and they became a more efficient, short passing, intermediate passing game offense. Um, Tom got mostly what he wanted. He got Gronk. He got Antonio Brown. He got the offense tweaked at the end of last year. And he got a huge break when the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line fell apart and he won the Super Bowl. But I think over the course of time, um, you know, it's the old grass is Noah's greener. Uh, after two years in Tampa, Tom has his health, but he grew increasingly frustrated with the culture. And, you know, I was very, very fortunate. I lived in the New England area, Patriots country for 11 years in Connecticut, and I lived in Tampa for two, two and a half years. They are completely opposite cultures. And Tom, to me, between Michigan and the Patriots, he felt like he... He fit in New England sometimes, right? Like Tom, he's not outside at the beach. Tom is sitting there watching film with his smoothies, um, with his family on on his acreage. Um, and he would have fun in Costa Rica or Montana or wherever he has houses. But, you know, the, the New England weather when I lived there, I, I said this for years, uh, ESPN benefited from the lack of great weather. What else is there to do? There's nothing to do in Connecticut. You stay extra at work, you grind, you put in the hours. And I just felt like that's Belichick. I don't think of Belichick as a big social animal. He and Brady never had dinner. Um, but I think over time, sometimes you, you want to be more expressive and you want to have a greater say. And Tom did that and he proved to himself he could do it. But I think deep down at the end of this year, he missed the academic nature, the intensity, um, the predictability of Belichick. I think it made him appreciate Bill Belichick more. He always appreciated him, but it made him appreciate him more. And I think Belichick, frankly, after a couple of years without Tom, you know, he's not a huggy kissy guy, but I think he appreciates what Tom brought to the table, the gamesmanship, the urgency. Uh, Tom's always been a better thrower of the football than anybody's given him credit for. So, um, I'm not shocked by it. I'm surprised a little, but I said this week, I thought it was a greater than 50% chance and I'd never felt that before. Tom sounded almost satisfied, not relieved, but satisfied the way the season ended. Um, you know, he's a remarkable guy, a remarkable dad. Um, you know, we didn't talk a lot about pre-snap 
before Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I talked about this last week. There's been three evolutions of quarterback. There was Marino and Elway in 1983, where they were stars the minute they entered the league. They just looked different and played differently. The next evolution was Peyton Manning and Brady, where we never talked about pre-snap. They were they were manipulating the line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped. And then the third evolution is Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes last Sunday, where we never talked arm angle. We didn't have quarterbacks leaping over people and throwing sidearm and sliders to Tyreek Hill. Um, and Brady's a big a big part of that. So, um, you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago and I meant it. Alabama football, Tom Brady and LeBron James. Um, I don't want to discredit any of the three, but there's a certain fatigue. And I liked seeing the Rams. Beat Brady in the Bucks. I was time for a new story. McVay and Stafford's a fun new story. I've said this about Aaron Rodgers. I'd love for him to go to Denver. I feel like the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay story. I've seen it. It's topped out. I think Tom realizes the Tampa story. He left New England frustrated with a lack of weapons. It topped out. He goes to Tampa frustrated with the lack of structure. It's topped out. So Tom's always had a pretty impeccable sense of timing uh, from from in-game to exiting New England to his social media to now in Tampa. Um, I like Tampa. I lived there for a couple of years, but it's it's Ybor City. It's cocktails early. It's a port city. It's fun. It's loose. And it, it's one of those. A lot of people go there to golf and retire. It's laid back. Um, and I think in the rearview mirror, Tom's like, you know what? I got a little of both. I lived in New England. I vacationed for a couple of years in Tampa, and it's time. Uh, remarkable guy, remarkable career, 22 remarkable years. Robert, I want to start. Um, you know, I talked about this. When Patrick Mahomes came out of college, the knock on him was mechanically he was a lot of work and he didn't have a re- he didn't have a repetitive nature. Every right. throw looked different. The right. angles, his feet. And I can remember reading scouting reports saying, you know, he's great, but man, he, you're going to have to stay on him. And we've seen a couple times, Robert, in his career, he goes into these five and six game, I would say mechanical slumps where he gets, yeah. he gets, I, I don't, it's, it's not a criticism. It's a golfer who needs a weekend with his coach. <laughs> um, right, right. And, and I felt like, for whatever reasons in the second half, Robert, I felt he got the yips. He he just did not throw with confidence. Did you see it? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the first half, right? He goes, what, 12 or 13 versus two high safeties. Everyone's talking about it, uh, you know, how they struggled earlier in the year with, with being patient. And, I mean, he was beyond patient in the first half, right, going through his progressions, throwing checkdowns. They got Tyreek Hill involved. They got uh, Travis Kelsey involved early. Jared McKinnon looked like an all-star there in the first half as well. Um, so I think in the second half, it was a number of things. Third down, they weren't playing very well. On third downs throughout the whole year, they've been the best team in football. Um, so when you get to third and six, third and five, third and seven, and now you're not converting, well, now you're kicking the ball, you're punting the ball, and you're putting your defense on the field for exuberant amounts of time. And you're giving Joe Burrow a guy that, I mean, I know you and other people have said is the, the next or better than Tom Brady, at least at this point in his career, you're giving him more opportunities to get going. So what you see from Burrow? Burrow starts 
running the ball. He starts being Houdini in the pocket. And I think that put a lot of pressure on the Chiefs. And Uncle Mo, as you know, is very fickle, right? Uncle Mo is very fickle. He, he's not loyal to anybody. And that momentum got on the Bengals' side. And I just felt like the Chiefs could never get it back. It was an interception here, a penalty there, sacks. They had, I think the Bengals had four sacks in the game, but they were all at crucial times in the game. So yeah. I don't know if Mahomes necessarily got the yips. I just feel like they relaxed just a little bit, just a little bit. They relaxed and they were trying to hit that home run, take them out the game type play. And because of that, they allowed the Bengals to creep back into it. Burrow is such what I would call an easy thrower. It's just, it looks, uh, when he came out and people compared him to Brady, I said, he reminds me of Tony Romo, actually, okay. is okay. that they wore the same number. They move around. They're kind of elusive. They often duck yep. under pressure. Not right. a huge arm. Good enough. Yep. Mobile. Not Josh Allen. He's obviously, he's, he's, I think he's a more consistently accurate thrower than Romo. But when you watch him, you know, what, what's so hard about this game is, Robert, there is an it thing. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, oh, yeah. it, it's and there's something about Joe. He just it's almost like he plays with urgency at certain times. His body language is really he's upright. Um, I don't know. When I, when I watch him, I'm like, I can't describe it. But there's a there's a there's a sense of there's an urgency to him where he gets really smart and really accurate at the right times. Like he knows he he's a let it rip guy. Oh, he yeah. will throw interceptions. Yes. And then all of a sudden there's three minutes left and he doesn't throw interceptions. <laughs> like, right. It's like the temperature right. in the room changes. No, nah, I'm with you. I, I like Joey B, Joey Burr, whatever you want to call him. Joe Cool. I don't care. Uh, the kid's story is incredible. Um, resilience, right? Transferring from Ohio State, going to LSU, doing all that. But I just look at, at Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase, right? Just those two guys, because I feel like that's a key cog for them. Uh, you, you got T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd and, and Mixon and uh, Uzama being out. I don't know how long he'll be out, but that'll be, a, you know, that'll hurt them at, at the tight end position. But I look at those two guys and they're just young. They're young and dumb. They don't know what they don't know. So I watched Joe Burrow, not on the Houdini scramble where he put the ball out for the first down, Huge. but on the, on the next one where he, where he ran for 14 yards down the middle of the field, kind of had like the little awkward slide. And we both know I know a little bit about awkward slides, right? So Joe Burrow, <laughs> in that moment, like he got up and he kind of like shrugged his shoulders off. And I'm like, man, like this guy in these moments, you don't want him to be driving down the field with a chance to win the game if you're the opposing team. Because he does have ice in his veins. And you hear all these cliches. But what you said before, that it factor, right? He just has it. In those moments, he knows he can get the job done. And he's blessed with a skill set that is different than Tom Brady's, right? Everyone wants to talk about the cerebral side and the killer instinct of Tom Brady. But Tom Brady doesn't run and can't run like Joe Burrow can. And I've always felt like Burrow's an underrated runner. When it comes to those situations, you can't just play two man against the guy because he can pull it down and he can go get you 14, 15 yards on a scramble. So in those moments, I just look at Burrow and I'm like, I, there's probably nobody I'd rather have at this point, even over Stafford, who's going to be he'll be playing against in the Super Bowl. The Rams have to blow the Bengals out. If they don't blow them out, I'm, I, I think the Bengals can win the Super Bowl. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 
So to celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win if you use the promo code Colin. That's right. You get your winnings, cold hard cash, because we know cash is always better than free bets. FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. They got same game parlays. You can combine small bets for bigger wins, tons of Super Bowl props, and more. Don't miss out. For your chance to turn five bucks into 280 in cash, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Please use the promo code Colin, C O L I N. Payouts in as little as two hours. Safe and secure. FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
All right, I bring in Mike Silver uh, on a day full of news. Let's start with Brian Flores uh, suing multiple people uh, from, as far as I can tell, the Giants, the Dolphins. Uh, it includes a Bill Belichick level, uh, letter. Uh, he's suing the NFL. Uh, my first takeaway is it's a little scorched earth. Uh, he probably would acknowledge not that it would be a career ender, but it will limit some opportunities going forward. If you are a litigious person, that scares some people off. Um, I, but uh, I always thought the Rooney rules a little shammy to begin with. Uh, what's your takeaway on the Flores lawsuits? Yeah, Colin, it looks like he snapped. And I, I can understand and appreciate why uh any black coach would snap given the overall backdrop of coaching and race in the NFL that I've witnessed in my 33 years covering this league. And before that, as a consumer, it's just, you know, there are so many instances where it just doesn't seem fair on a systemic level. And this particular coaching cycle has not gone well. And then if you look at the allegations in this lawsuit, it looks like he experienced some pretty frustrating things on a personal level uh, there's the text from Bill Belichick that Bill apparently thought was going to Brian Dayball, but instead went to Brian Flores. Wow. Uh, that seemed to indicate that Brian Dayball had the Giants job locked up three days before Flores was interviewing. So uh, I think as these things compound, uh, it, it just starts to feel like it's not a level playing field and somebody finally snapped to the point where, as you said, he, he filed a lawsuit that will be certainly frowned upon by prospective employers in this industry. But uh, make no mistake, there are a lot of uh, black coaches and others who have had experienced this state of a long time that will find this to be heroic. And look, it just hasn't been a good stretch for the NFL in terms of race, including the race norming part of the concussion lawsuit, which hasn't gotten a lot of attention. And I would encourage people to search engine that and do a little more research, but maybe one of the more abominable things I've seen, and that's not just on the NFL, the players association signed off on that settlement too. It's since been rectified after attention was drawn to it, but just um, it, it hasn't been a great run and meanwhile, you have a league that has end racism and it takes all of us in the end zone and on helmets. And it's going to be a great halftime show that appeals to the urban demographic. Uh, it, it's a crazy time for this to, to hit the NFL. And I, having worked at the NFL for as long as I did, eight years with NFL Network, I know that they are flipping out both in that Los Angeles NFL media headquarters and in the league office uh, on Park Avenue in New York. Do we believe an African-American coach will be hired in this cycle? Uh, I believe that if you're a team that has not yet hired a coach and you were planning to not hire an African-American coach, uh, you are now thinking about how bad it looks in a different way in the wake of this lawsuit. Now, maybe that won't actually impact the decisions, but not only has it been a rough cycle so far coach-wise for diversity, we have had two uh, very promising young black GMs who've been hired, which is cool. And that's progress. But, uh, you know, it's kind of looking like it's not going to go great with Josh McCown, maybe getting Houston. And that's an offense. That's offensive to a lot of white coaches, too. I don't want to just put that in the race box. Someone yeah. with zero coaching experience getting an NFL head coaching job should offend virtually any coach with experience. But, um, you know, You've heard, we've seen Matt Eberflus, Jonathan Gannon's getting a lot of run. I think 
Kevin O'Connell very well may be headed for a job. Uh, Mike McDaniel, who is biracial, uh, may have a shot at Miami, but it's not looking uh, awesome. And so I don't know, will this impact what actually happens in the cycle? Tell you one thing, if I were Roger Goodell, I'd be working the phones right now to the owners who haven't yet made hires and saying, hey, anything you could do to help us from a global standpoint right now wouldn't hurt because we look real, real bad. Well, I think what really hurts the NFL, um, you know, Brian Flores won eight of nine with Tua and 10 games with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. And now I've both of us from various sources heard that Flores you know, and this has become a patriot trend, um, can be difficult. His interpersonal skills, not very redeeming, fired multiple offensive coordinators. Okay, fine. Um, and I I suspect Flores would get another job, although sometimes, you know, Doug Peterson, by the way, it may take a couple of years. You know, it, it's, by the way, there's not many great jobs out there. The Raiders is considered the best job, and it's one of the worst ownership situations and the toughest division in football. So I always thought Flores would get another job. He probably need to kind of look in the mirror a little bit in his, in his interpersonal skills, which, by the way, Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss. But you, you know, when you came on our podcast, um, I thought I wouldn't say you took the side, but you understood the Flores after you did some deep diving. You did understand Flores's dismissal in Miami, I felt. I think you put it really well. Um, you know, a lot of times, black or white, when we see people get fired in a very surprising way in the NFL, when I really dig deep, I, I find that relations, and, as, and particularly managing the relationship with ownership, tends to be the thing we're missing. And I, I would put John Dorsey, for example. He was a successful general manager uh, in Kansas City, uh, seemingly, and he's white, and abruptly he was gone. Seemed to be, from what I uh, gathered, yeah. his he wasn't doing a great job of keeping ownership in the loop and and giving them a sense of what was you know important to them. So uh, I think Flores would fall into that camp. And look, he's a young coach, uh, and certainly let's not ignore the New England part of it. You put that very very well. But yeah, I. I when he was fired, that kind of uh, made sense to me because of that, though. I think we would all have agreed, like, won a lot of games. As you said, it's pretty pretty weird firing. But listen, not to personalize, I've been accused uh, quite recently by good friends of personalizing everything. But, uh, you know, I recently moved on from a job that I had for eight years and am now trying to figure out my situation. And I know that i uh, I was very frustrated by the way my last job ended at NFL Network, and uh, that remains frustrating to me. But as I've gone through it, not being in that job and the outcome of that has frustrated me much less than some of the things that I felt have happened since then when I've been on the market. Uh, and so I, if that's what Brian Flores maybe has gone through in the last couple of weeks and that's what got him to snap, I can understand because, okay – yeah, the Dolphins, it was weird. And I, it's ridiculous in my mind that I was fired with that record. But maybe I just had a bad relationship with ownership or whatever with the general manager. But really? Now you're going to make me do a saga dance interview for a job with the New York Giants that I found out from Bill Belichick 
if you believe Bill Belichick, has, it's already in the bag for Brian Dayball. Um, and there are some other damning things in that lawsuit. Again, we'll see what the evidence is. But he says that he did an interview with the Broncos in 2019 that was effectively, in his mind, a sham interview. He said that John Elway and others showed up an hour late and, in his opinion, seemed to be hungover. Um, and, you know, that I'm sure felt like a system that wasn't, you know, uh, geared toward his potential benefit or level playing field. Uh, there's a charge in there that uh, there, the, I think the most damning thing in there, uh, I, if again, we'll see what the evidence is, but he says that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross did some things, including either offered him $100,000 a loss when he wanted him to tank or actually gave him that. Uh, I have to read it a little more closely. He accuses Ross of trying to engineer this meeting with Flores and a pro unnamed prominent quarterback who was property of another team over the offseason where they would just happen to meet and Flores found out about it and left. I mean, there are some things in there that, you know, go beyond the systemic racism part of it and are just plain, um, you know, damning to the people named. And so uh, it's really it's a bombshell to drop. But I think we're going to be watching this. Uh, over the coming weeks and months and in a way that we felt we might with the Washington Dan Snyder uh, investigation and emails that as of now, we've only seen a tiny slice of. All right, my buddy Dave Wonstadt, Super Bowl 27 defensive coordinator with Jimmy and the Cowboys, also Bears, Dolphins head coach, playoff appearances, pit Panthers head coach. He's now joining us. Well, holy hell, your Dolphins. <laughs> oh, my God, these allegations. So you had Wayne Huizinga and all these billionaires have their issues. But, you know, it's funny, coach, when I heard um, Brian Flores allegations, my takeaway was, and by the way, Hugh Jackson made the same allegations with his owner, Jimmy Haslam, and you know, Dave, my takeaway was we always talk about there's eight or nine really great quarterbacks in the NFL. And I always think, well, there's only about eight or nine great owners in the NFL. You know, there's a lot of squirrely guys out there and squirrely families doing things. When you heard Brian Flores' accusations, did you immediately dismiss them? Or is part of you thinking, oh, yeah, I've had three different ownership groups. I could see it. Well... I, um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, he came, I thought he came across very, uh, very believing, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, Brian, I've never met him, but I guess the more I thought about it, I mean, I don't know if an owner would really know who the best quarterback in the draft is, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, really, I mean, think about some of these guys, they, they don't know, uh, only if somebody's telling them. So, It'll be very interesting. I mean, it's really uh, a sad day on both accounts. You know, the, the allegations, obviously, that Brian's making, but also uh, that, that he's making against an owner in the NFL. I mean, in today's world, um, with everything going on and, and the betting world becoming such a big part of it and points and, and you know, and, and to lose games, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a mess. It, it's really bothersome. And I, I've got a lot of friends over there, as you know. You mentioned, um, you know, no, nobody's really talking. No one's saying anything. 
I mean, I think there's going to be a lot more people involved in different conversations. You know, Chris Greer is the general manager. I brought Chris on board when I was the head coach here. It's a Scott for me. I, I think the world of Chris. His dad was a long time, one of the most respected scouts uh, in the National Football League back in the day. And, and Chris, uh, uh, you know, and he's the general manager. So I, I don't know. Uh, you know, his name hasn't been mentioned on either side at this point. So there's going to be a lot more people that have uh, information and have opinions on which way this went. It's it's just a shame. Now, you know what? I, if I get the whole thing about the the hiring process and I would be upset, too. I mean, if I was going in to interview for a job and find out in any profession and find out that somebody already had the job, that would be very disappointing to me. And I would be upset about it. As far as getting released because you had two winning seasons, you know, I mean, I, I had, I averaged 10 wins a year at Miami. So don't go. I never lost a season at all. So I, I can't go there. Jimmy Johnson was pushed out of Dallas after winning a Super Bowl. So, you know what I mean? So, so no, really. So let's not, let's not say because two winning seasons that, uh, that, that you can't be fired. Any coach, anywhere. There's a lot of things that go into it. and um, But the whole interview process, I get that. And I, I would be very disappointed, too, if I thought that I was in there interviewing and, and, and trying to sell myself and trying to get this job, knowing that somebody else already had it and mine was just uh, uh, just window dressing, as they say. So I, I get that part of what Brian's saying. I really do. If an owner came to you, and said, Dave, it's your first NFL job, Miami. I'll give you a hundred grand. Just lose the last three or four games. What would be your reaction immediately? My my reaction would be I would lose the locker room and you might as well fire me because uh and, and I kind of my tenure, it's funny you say that, little different circumstances, but our owner, God rest him, Wayne Heisinga. Uh, we started off slow. That's the year Ricky Williams. And he wanted to start because of some outside opinions, which Wayne never did. He wanted to make some quarterback changes and so start playing some younger players. And, and what ended our relationship, I said, I cannot do that. I says, I will lose the locker room. Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, Sam Madison, no. I, I, even though this guy is struggling right now, Jay, you know, our quarterback, Jay Fiedler, as an example, we, we got to stay the course, Wayne, because I'll lose the locker room because this is who these teams believe in. So I, I always go back to my players. How am I going to get my players to play hard for me? How am I going to get the most out of my players? And I think that, you know, I think that's what Brian Flores alluded to, you know, that, that I have a responsibility to, to you, yes, as the owner, but and it, and that ended my job. That ended my job at the Dolphins. And uh, basically, you know, Mr. Isinga said, "Well, that's you're the, he's the boss, and this is what you want to do. Then it's it's not going to work, and it didn't work. So you know, it sounds like different circumstances. Obviously, it had nothing right. to do with with winning and losing, throwing games or any of that stuff, or no money or anything. But still, where where the owner wanted the head coach to do something." That um, and the head coach is thinking about those players. I mean, how am I going to get these guys to, to give everything they got every week and lay it on a line if uh, 
if, if I'm not doing that by the plays being called or the people, you know, who were playing or however you were going to try to do that, I have no idea. But uh, I get Brian Floyd's point because I kind of lived it to a different, different degree. So Jim Harbaugh interviews for the Vikings job, doesn't get it, goes back to Michigan on signing day, by the way. Dave, you have a rare perspective, and so would Jimmy. You coach college and pro. Right now, there are there is more structure and control over personnel in the NFL with millionaires than there is with college due to the transfer portal. And I believe you, you can't have any in-season integrity with your roster. A player could leave week to week. Like in the NFL, you've got a trading deadline in a free agency yep, period. Yep. I, I think part of Harbaugh, maybe it's a small part. I think this transfer portal is so out of control with no guardrails. I think you're going to see more college guys, my opinion, go pro. I think Harbaugh wants to get back to the NFL. I think he wanted the Vikings job. Oh, I, I know. I, I've been corresponding. In fact, I was texting with Jim last night. You know, I, I wanted to see the Bears interview him. And I said this on, and I got everything, buddy, in Chicago start up a month ago. And I said, you know, I said, you don't have to hire him, but I, boy, I would bring Jim in and talk to him. And my big thing with Jim Harbaugh, and maybe people look at the offense he runs as a dinosaur offense, old school, but at least when Jim walks in the door, you, there's an identity there. Yes. You know what you're getting, right? So, but Bears had no interest. And he played for Bill Polian, and Bill Polian was part of that, part of the selection committee. Okay, fine. So then the whole thing was signing day. I said this on the air uh, Tuesday morning in Chicago on my radio show. I said, guys, Jim is going to Minnesota. It's over. And he told me that Mr. Ross, this is a month ago, you know, because of the Michigan thing that he was not going to do anything at in Miami. He didn't feel good about that. But I said he's going to Minnesota. You know how big signing day is? And I know most of these kids are signed early, but signing day is kind of the one day yeah. where college coaches are high-fiving each other up and down the halls, bringing a, they bring in big breakfast, and, and the recruits are calling in, and you're putting the names up on the board. This is our new depth chart. It's an exciting – and then that night you go out, and all the alumni have rallies, and the head coach says, this is our final class. National Signing Day is a real exciting, important time. And for Jim not to be there, I I, I mean, I, they, they love him. And I obviously I love Jim. But, boy, I'll tell you what, a lot of places, he would have, that would have been a real problem. That you're up interviewing the night before on signing date. I mean, that's it's different. But uh, he's back, and he's fired up. He texted me last night. He's full of enthusiasm, 90 miles an hour. So here we go. It, 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 that was a strange one, though. And, and if, if for NFL people, they might not be able to digest how important this college signing day is. And the other thing, too, you know, I talked to Pat Narduzzi, the head coach of Pitt. He called me uh, about 10 days ago because he hired uh, Frank Signetti, an offensive coordinator who I had at Pitt. We were talking about Frank. And he says now, he said, it's to the point where he has to recruit. I says, well, when can these guys not leave? And they got Addison, the little receiver who yeah. won the Blitnikoff Award. Yeah. And this kid is being recruited for this NIL, you know, likeness thing. And, and teams are trying to, you know, talk him into leaving. 
And uh, it, it came out today. Narduzzi said it today that last year at this time, Notre Dame was trying to get Kenny Pickett to transfer. I mean, that's not right. You know, what I mean, that's that, that's you shouldn't have to recruit these kids three times, one time to get them, one time to to make sure that no one else steals them and one time to keep them from going in the draft. I mean, it's getting to be it's tough. Coach, just so much insights. You are the most well-connected con- man in showbiz. I love it. I ask you a question, I get an answer every time. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, there's there's some – the last few days have been very interesting days, you know, in National Football League and college football too. I mean, but uh, – and then Michigan ended up – I got to say this because I'm a Michigan fan. I mean, they ended up number eight in the country in recruiting <laughs> without your head coach there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to stand by hey, – and, and and my daughters laughed at me because I used this on my radio show. I used to, used to stand by the fax machine. And they texted me, Dad, there's no more the fax machines are no longer. But I used to stand there. Sure. You could send the let you could send the letters in at seven o'clock. And I would stand by that fax machine like a 10-year-old kid at Christmas waiting for those letters to come in. <laughs> that's how that's what a big deal it was. I know. I'm, Great seeing you, Coach. Go interview. I, I don't know. All right. See ya. Great stuff. That's so good. Okay. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero G's in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.